Who's the young one? You know this kid? I'll show you later. I won't ask him, but I'll show you later. Nah, you can ask Arkel, bro. I come out here, bro. Do you know this kid? Save money. I was at his house right now, bro. That's what he asked. I was at his house right now. I came from his house right now. What a bastard, this kid. I don't mind, bro. There's nothing off limits. As long as it's not family, I don't mind. Family. Nothing like that personal that affects my family. Besides that, I don't care. <laughs> start with family, huh? <laughs> that's, that's start with the exact thing that you don't want to talk about. Salim here. We're going to talk about his family first. Yeah. <laughs> State your name, sir. <laughs> He's going to say his name. Salim Muhammad. So someone so do like an intro about me or? Um, Ali. We don't usually do intros. <laughs> Did you give a fake name? No. Gave his po- Why do I do that? Gave Is it recording? Is it recording? That's not I, start. I don't have, I don't have a phone name. Are we recording? What was this for? What was it for? What? Oh, everything started already. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. At the end. He didn't realize. Damn, he's. I've listened exactly. Damn. Hey, no pressure, Ali. You do my intro. All right. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. I've known him the longest. From where? Where's your name from? Huh? Where's from from? Are you gonna introduce yourself? Do you want me to? Nah, full intro from you. All right. This is Salim Muhammad. What do I do? What do I do? <laughs> 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 nah, I'm joking. You just. <laughs> Tomorrow. I'm already 27. Yeah. Hey, sub, sub, sub. January 20. Can we do a sub? Let's go, quick sub. Ali's pulling a hemi. That's not now. I just benched you. Am I starting? Ali, remember? Yeah, start off. No, hey, hey, hey. Apparently, this guy's coach. What a foreigner, bro. Apparently, this guy's coach. Huh? You're this guy's coach. Yeah, we won the league together. My first ever title. I should carry me. He's like he was doing Neymar tricks and all this stuff. <laughs> Guess who <laughs> was, well, was, was the cutest guy at the start of the season. Like, I, I cutest guy? I was, I, was, I was like, I want to be captain. He's like, um, I'll work hard for it. This is that one. Not. At, by the end of the season, he was so cocky. Allah. Mashallah. Cocky? Yeah. Couple of scorers as well? What, is that what you said? No, no. <laughs> I tried to exercise. Abdullah has scored how many goals? Like, almost half the team's goals. Him and Salah. Yeah, him and Salah. But he got like, most assists. 90% assists. Maestro, maestro. Look, look at him smiling. They had a crazy face. <laughs> 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 All those Oh, Get us, Ali. Come on, bro. All right. Intro. You need to tell me when you introduce yourself? <laughs> 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 he buckled. Yeah, he buckled. You haven't introduced yourself? So I said he's going to do it. That's why. He's starstruck. He's starstruck. He's starstruck. You want me to do it? You said you were going to do it. You're the face, bro. I never, bro. You're the face? No, it's Ashraf, bro. Ashraf's doing all the assists, isn't it? Nah, okay. Um, <coughs> well, welcome to the Fedigan Podcast. We have our man, Mr. Salim Mohammed, because I was going to use a Lebanese way of using it. I was going to s- pronounce it yeah. in Lebanese. Yeah. No, Salim. Salim. I'll butcher it, but Salim. Salim is what, what, what? Not people call me. We use Salim, inshallah. Yeah. Bro. How you been, bro? Alhamdulillah. Good. How are you? You don't have coronavirus? Uh, I don't think so. Not yet? We shook hands. <laughs> <so>. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of handshaking and hugs and stuff. We'll but test you after the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> now, tell us a little bit about what you do, my man. Um, I work at the Western Bulldogs Community Foundation. Uh, youth development coordinator. Um, actually, not a youth worker, which I thought I was until like a month ago. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. And then my manager, so I, was, I was having a chat with my manager. <laughs> I was having a chat with my manager. Apparently, I'm a, um, I'm in the industry of community development. So what that mm. means, I don't work with young people one-on-one on like case management, mm. um, but I do capacity building um, programs. So it's more, it's not youth work where you work with someone. Um, you work more with like a group of people and, Trying to basically 
build skills and, and, and make them better. So Like setting up programs for schools? Yeah, basically in, in schools, outside of schools, mm. with councils. But yeah, basically kind of trying to improve the community um, around them and themselves. Fair enough. So community work more so, but he's still involved around the youth. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, yeah so you still see a fair bit. Yeah, yeah, I see, I see a lot. How does Western Bulldogs help your community? Um, well, it's funny because AFL uh, clubs work in regions. Yeah, so... Are Western Bulldogs works in this area? Western no, we don't, we don't, we don't. Oh, I'm we don't. confusing. So we work in the Western... <laughs> west, no, because the outside of my community. Yeah, yeah. Um, we work in the Western region, so... Mm. Um, yeah, can't really work with the North that much. Yeah. But then again, sh- now I feel like the West is my community. Been there for a year and lose it now. What about say? Are you from the West? Uh, yeah. I'm a bit all over the place. Yeah, you are all over the place. <laughs> do, do you see a big difference with the West and community in the North? Um... It depends. I think I'm not super active when it comes to the communities in a different sense. For example, in, in the community in the north, I'm very active with like the African community, mm. like the oh Somalis okay, yeah. and all that kind of stuff. And mm. uh, when I go out to the west, majority of my programs are for like, you know, Australian kids and yeah. uh, more Anglo. Uh, we've got a few programs for young Africans. And even then, I, s- I see a massive difference between the, ones um, like, yeah. the issues that they face. And the barriers okay. that they face, but that could also just be a, a nationality thing because majority of the programs that we have for young Africans is for um, young South Sudanese youth, um, and then young Somali youth here is what I generally deal with in my my day to day. So then it might just be that I'm dealing with different nationalities that, that face different um, sort of issues in a sense. Yeah. Mm. But yeah, the community I deal I deal with are very different w- with work and my personal stuff. Oh, you feel like the struggles are pretty similar though. Yeah, I think every young person has has the same struggles trying to figure out who they are, their identity, um, dealing with social media, popularity, education, um, who they want to become. And I think it's... Um, I was having this, this conversation not too long ago. Um, and I think you have to kind of define yourself at a much younger age than back when I was like 14, 15. Like all we did was play soccer and go to school and that's it. Yeah. Mm. Um, but then now, because of social media, everyone has to kind of have to prove you're a success or a failure at, like at a age. very young age. You know, and teachers are looking at you saying, "Oh, you know, this is where you can become, this is where your ceiling is." Um, yeah, so now nah, I think it's it's tough, tough growing up these days. It's like defining who you are at an earlier stage. So when you're young, when you're like growing up, like we were, it's like, okay, when I hit 18, 20 years old, I'll figure oh. out what I want to do with my life. Yeah, you mean like yeah. things get serious m- a, y- a young age? Yeah, hundred yeah, percent. Like I see kids that are like twelve that are catching buses, and you know, they 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 putting this and that on on their stories. Also, they have thousands of people following them. They have to prove to them who they are, in a sense. But us, it's kind of like just whoever we saw at school and (laughs) after school, we won't see see them, so it doesn't really matter. Um, And then we go home and it's about what our parents think. Mm, It seems like they really have that social pressure from such a young age. Yeah. And they get too involved with their social media life Mm -hmm. where it takes over their personal life. Yeah, 100%. 100%. They feel feel a bit rushed, I guess, with choosing a career or pathway, whatever it is. Yeah. And the issue with that is you can't turn that off. Like mm-hmm. with us, kind of like yeah. when, you, when you go to school and you're your school friends, as soon as you go home, that's it. Like you don't even hear from them. Like besides, yeah, you they call you on your, on, your, on your landline. <laughs> um, you know? Their mom calls your mom. <laughs> yeah, well, that's, that's it. Or they knock at your door, um, which didn't happen too often. Mm. Uh, but those, those sort of things. But then now it's kind of like you're at school and as soon as you get home, people you just saw are still watching you in a sense. Mm. Mm. Right? Yeah. So it's, it's crazy. Because you can't switch it off. It's like you, your brain's still running yeah. like 100% of the time. You know, like back in the day, there was no... Oh, I can pop my phone on and then just videotape something that's going on at home or, yep. you know, oh, okay, I'm eating this or I'm driving here, I'm doing that. 
You know what I mean? Like yeah. that's why I think social media adds too much pressure to these kids, man. Yeah. You think about it. I, I act social media for a reason. Like yeah. I feel like there was just unnecessary things just feeding into my mind because you know you you can only have a certain amount of thoughts in a day. Yep. I feel like if anything, clouding somebody's like like imagination. You know what I mean? Like it yeah. really stifles it. Yeah. Because you don't have that room to breathe and to think. I don't know, man. It could be it could be a reason for all this mental health issues going on. Yeah, hundred percent. I definitely yeah. agree. Uh, I reckon that as well because <coughs> back in the day, Friday Friday last period is the last time we see friends. Yeah, and then Friday night, Saturday, Sunday, Monday, come back. I did this in the weekend. Mm-hmm. Now at thirteen years old, they're putting stories up. I went to Adventure Park on Saturday. Yeah, I went here, and then uh, then your parents are working what. Hours and hours per day, and Saturday, Sunday, you're just at home doing nothing. Mm-hmm. They're thinking far out. At a younger age, you're thinking, you're you're comparing. Yeah. Like right now, that happened to us a few years ago, possibly. Even to this day, probably, like as in, it happened to us at a later stage in our lives. Mm. But like at 12 years old, imagine comparing your lives to another kid's mm. life. Like imagine one kid's an early child, and you're one of seven. Yeah. Like your life is going to be completely different. Your per- one kid's parents going to. St- like you're, si- you're sitting in line for your PS4. Yeah. Waiting for your sibling to yeah, get off. Exactly. <laughs> very different. Very different lifestyles. Yeah. Um, and I think too, I, I was doing a career mastery course um, not too long ago, and then the guy that was presenting the thing said, um, "We have our physical energy. Mm-hmm. So we obviously we have breakfast. It affects how much energy we have, and then we have lunch and mm-hmm. dinner and so on. But we also have psychological energy, and that runs out um, depending on like what your workload is." Where your study load is, um, and then comparing things like, for example, have you realized in the morning when you check Instagram, it's kind of like, all right, fair enough. You get your day starting, everyone else's day starting. Yeah. You might see one person doing something special, right? But then in the morning, generally, everyone's like in a positive mood. And then if you go to work or you go to school and you're doing like your, ni- your nine to five or nine to three or whatever, and then when you come back, everyone's lives are very different. Mm. You know, and that's when you start looking, like, okay, this person's doing this, mm. I'm not doing that, you know, all that kind of stuff. So, that's 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 where like throughout the whole day, you're using your your brain energy, and then when you get to th- into the afternoon, like if you're on social media for too long, it can absolutely drain you out. Yeah, I I find it very dangerous with the social comparison as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's especially with high school kids as well. If they see, let's just say even with like school holidays, if they if they're not working, they don't have a job. They've been applying. Yeah, and they see their friends or whoever working every day. It's like oh, they're making more money than me. It's yeah, like they feel that pressure. Yeah, it doesn't really help as well. Yeah, 100%. that's what I find it a bit toxic for high school kids. Yeah, even for us. Yeah, yeah. It, it, yeah. it, it can be very toxic for us as well. Mm-hmm. So you just thought, I'm, I'm 22 now. Say there's another 22 year old that that did three years of a course. He didn't like it. Mm-hmm. He's changing his course. He's starting a new course fresh this semester. He's like, you know, I got another four years left in my new course now, yeah. and he sees this person graduating. Yeah, it can, it can sort of, it can sort of just trip him out. It's like, what the hell? Me and this guy finished school together, and yeah. he's graduating, and I'm just really starting a new course, and he's already working, and uh and it's crazy because it's like, you you might think that, but that person might graduate and not and, and not have a job for three years. Exactly. You know, I've I've seen that in a lot of cases where there was someone that a close friend of mine finished civil engineering, mm-hmm. um, and then for three years was, was working in the factory. Look at that. You wow. know what I mean? And then there was other people that were going in, in and out of courses and one, and somehow they find their feet. Yeah. You know, so everyone's journey is very different. Yeah. Um, so. I think everyone, everyone, yeah, they just compare their books to everyone else's. Yeah, hundred percent. And it's funny. Mm-hmm. Actually, you're saying you're 22. Mm-hmm. You know, on average, a male's brain fully develops at at 25. Yeah. For real? On average, yeah. Wow. 25, what are females? Females, I think, are a bit younger. That's why they're not mature than us. So you got an excuse. Yeah, you got uh, an excuse. I'm all right. You bastard. <laughs> 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 but no, what I'm saying is, that, like, like, look at that. Look at your 22. Yeah. You know, you've got your head screwed on straight. And, and then you're still finding some of these 
like navigating through life a bit difficult. Mm-hmm. Imagine a young person is like 13, 14, tries to prove to the whole world who they are, yeah. tries to mm-hmm. prove to the teachers that they can become something, yeah. tries to prove to you know the high standards of, of their parents that they are going to become something. Like they, you have all these tough choices they have to make in life, yeah. especially now nowadays, and their brain's like another 10 years off fully developing. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You know, I think that's where the issue is. I think the issue is too yeah. many kids are being put in a position to make life altering choices mm-hmm. at yeah. too, y- too young of an age. Uh, and, uh, and the weird thing is, say, like, one guy's solution is, like, could be, like, one parent's solution could be, you know what? I'm going to make sure my kids don't have social media. Mm-hmm. But imagine being 13, 14, and everyone has Instagram in your class, and you don't have Instagram. Yeah. That can have, an, that can have another effect on you. Totally. Yeah. You could be like, what the hell? These guys have Instagram. I don't have Instagram. What's the story? What does he oh, mean? He tagged me in this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, oh, look at that funny video I found. And all you have, like, you, you probably just have an iPod or something in 2020. An iPod for uh, 14 was like, yeah, oh my God, that's an iPod. Mm-hmm. You mean back in the iPod's like, they don't have an iPod. Yeah, it's, <laughs> a <big laughs> it's a big deal. Yeah. Thing, it's a big yeah. deal. But now for a kid, uh, all the kids have what, iPhone, iPhone 6, 7, 8, 9, is that 9, yeah? 10. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Pro, Max, this, that, whatever. Yeah. And, like, uh, and like his parents say he's an iPod. Mm-hmm. Like, I can't it's like a status symbol type. Yeah, for a, for a kid, it's like, it's in a way, it's sort of like when we were kids, the kid that had the n- brand new soccer shoes. Yeah, you get me. Yeah, and like, r- like my dad bought me, I think one Adidas shoes in when I was like year eight, and before that I wore Umbro. Yeah, as a kid, but all the kids around me wearing like Nike Ronaldinho shoes, the white and gold ones. They had all these different type of shoes. And then I'd be just wearing Umbro. Alhamdulillah, I didn't care. Yeah. But like, another kid could look at it, like, can I have, like, it has a big effect on him. You know? Or this person, he has a soccer top. Remember back in the day, the thing was, soccer top with your name on it? Oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah imagine yeah, soccer yeah. top with your name on it, yeah. with, with their name on it, and they have the brand new shoes, you're like, what do I mean? Yeah. You know? Yeah, but, yeah, but, but back then, it was like sort of a, when I go training, and I see him wearing the Ronaldinho shoes, and I see the soccer top. That's when I feel jealous. But after training, it's done. Yeah, yeah. But imagine seeing you on social media at 13 and 14. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. ridiculous, yeah. But I think then it comes down to the parenting mm. and what the parents make, make important for the kid, mm. right? Because um, you'll see a lot of people that like excel academically, but they might struggle dean-wise. Mm. And you look at when they were growing up and their parents were like, Get A plus, get nine man, eight tag, get this, get that, and that was the main focus of the household. Mm. And then you see other people who are academically that you know, that doesn't have a massive significance to them, but then and the, their dean is, is, is mashallah mm. um, spot on. And that was like the households generally where the parents would be like, you know, praying on time, calling them to prayer, letting them lead prayer, so they had that bit of leadership, and mm. um, you know, the parents show that 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 care of actually them reading the Quran themselves without just telling you read the Quran. Yeah, you know, so because there's a, there's a point where kids will stop listening to you and it's like. Rebelling, like, yeah. Right, no, no, not really rebelling. Kids do what you do more than what you say. Mm. Right, so if they see what you're doing and they see that that's positive, they'll, they'll mimic that. So there's a lot mm. of a lot of times when people will say one thing, and then do something different, then the kids will see the joy of what they're doing Instead rather than just what they're saying because mm. they don't see what they're saying. Because mm. right? they're subconsciously programmed. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, um, as a thing too, it's like f- it's like very hard for parenting to find that balance. Of you know dunya akhirah deen and, and and academics, yeah. but then when it comes to like for example sports shoes and all that kind of stuff, it's like if the parents there to watch you, you know, or you know, or maybe they're, they're not they don't watch you at all. Yeah, so to use sports not not like that because you know your your parents are not there to watch you at all, so you maybe you don't care about shoes. Mm. You know, but it might be that kid that parents come to every single game, so he cares about 
you know, having forms, uh, his appearance, shoes, all that kind of stuff. Uh. I think it's kind of more, it reflects more on the household than it does the parent. Uh. But one thing that I don't like about social media, especially with, with young kids, is I feel like it's kind of like absent parenting in a sense. Yeah. That it's kind of like a distraction. Like, yeah, jump on the phone, you know, just stop nagging me, stop, stop asking yeah. for this, stop asking for that. Yeah. It kind of like um, makes parenting a bit easier for them. Yeah, yeah. An excuse to use it. Yeah. yeah. Majority of parents don't even know what goes on in the kid's phone. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I think almost all parents don't really like, don't ever get the kid's phone and say, "Give it." Let yeah. me see what's going on. I think sometimes parents don't want to know. Yeah. Have you ever thought of that? Parents yeah, honestly, it, for my kids, like I wouldn't want to know everything, bro. If you got to see everything, he's twelve years old. He has Instagram. Imagine you going to his phone, he has Instagram. You're like, what I'd, are you I'd want to know. Huh? Everything. I, I'd w- everything. Yeah, I'd want to know. Yeah. Like I, I, I might, not, I might not. I, I might not directly speak about yeah. everything to them, but I want to know everything so that I know when they get to a certain age, I can then step in when they when they're mature enough to have that conversation. Oh, with you're me. saying from like a bit younger. Regardless, regardless, I always I want to know everything. Mm. You know? Mm, yeah, same. Maybe maybe when they when they when they move out and stuff, then they obviously grown yeah. you've done everything you can. True. Um, but all the way up to like 16, 17, 18, every single detail, whether they tell me or I find out my own way. Yeah, mm. but do, like, do you find like that like possible? Do you find that possible though to like? Find everything out, like realistically. If you were to, like, if you had kids right now that had social media accounts, it could be how possible is it to track everything? It could be a relationship with the kid. Yeah, I think it mm-hmm. comes like down to that. The trust. Yeah. I went to a school full of Turks, and, and some Turkish kids, they had similar upbringing to us, where, like, what they spoke about among the boys, yeah. say among the boys. Yeah. But some kids, them and their dads had, and uncles had, like, a weird ass relationship. Yeah. You know, like like um, some of them weren't really best in Dean, but they're like, yeah, my, my uncle's like, yeah, have you have you fun? Da, 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 da. Who mm. talking to right now? Da, da, da. The communicator is like, bro, listen, make sure you go to parties and stuff at sixteen, seventeen. Make sure you have your first drink with me. They they built like I, I know it's un-Islamic, but like yeah. they built some sort of like a like a, a bond, yeah. like a bond. And mm. the, and the kid wants to be with his uncle. The kid wants to chill with his uncle and yeah. go out and do what they're doing and all that. You know what I'm talking about? Mm-hmm. Like mm. it depends on like. Like, if that uncle goes to that kid and says to him, yeah, give me a phone, let me s- something out. Yeah. He'll probably give it to him. You get me? It depends on that relationship you have with the yeah, kid. But I think with that as well, it's a bit scary because why isn't that uncle or something telling him off on what's right and wrong? And and if he sees that, on or if he sees stuff on the phone, will he then call it out? No, but that's, that's how, that's possibly the way the uncle lives his life. It's himself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You get me? Yeah. So, like, the, the kid, okay, Maybe the kid and his parents have a good relationship, but he doesn't want to live his dad's life. Yeah. He wants to live his uncle's life. Yeah. So he's more inclined to be open to his uncle. Who, who you know what I'm talking mm-hmm. about? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So well, I get where you're coming from. It's essentially, the, the, the key thing that you're trying to say yeah, is, have very is uh, you have to earn your kid's respect and earn your kid's trust and yeah. stuff like that rather than forcing it because mm. you can't be a helicopter parent. Helicopter yeah. parents are always the ones that Kids are just like, I'm going to rebel against it. When I hit 18, I'm allowed to go out I'm and finished, do my own thing. Yeah. Bang, I'm gone. Because I've seen plenty of those kids in my area. Mm. Plenty of kids in my area, especially Lebanese people, mm. they hold their kids. You're not allowed to go nowhere until you're 18. Yeah. Nowhere. Like, mm. they won't let you out of the house. And then when you hit 18 and you, c- you realize you can say no to your parents, you can use public transport because you have university as an excuse. Mm. Everyone's mm. gone. Mm. Everyone's going everywhere. They're going wherever they want. They're doing whatever they want. And then get to the point where the parents are yelling at them and they realize, hang on. I'm an adult now. You can't talk to me like that. I do my own thing. I'm responsible for myself. Mm. And then the parents are like, oh, he's too far gone. I can't go do anything with this kid. Yeah. That's the problem with trying to be a helicopter parent. It's yeah. a balance. Yeah. Kids. 
you'd rather be that type that you're like, you know what, if my kid has a problem and he's buckling, doesn't know what to do, comes to me first. Mm, yeah, I like you know that. I mean? but that's how you want to be. How do you do that? That's, a, that's the thing yeah, you, you figure it out. That respect. Uh, we can't, uh, we're not even parents, so we can't, we can't even say, yeah, yeah you do this, do that, <laughs> do this, yeah. do that. Yeah, no, I, think, I, think, mm, I think the more you expose yourself to like um, working with young mm-hmm. people of different yeah. ages and stuff, the more you kind of learn from that process. Because I think I've done, since I was 19, I've been coaching soccer, mm-hmm. one way or another, whether it's outdoor, indoor, futsal, over the summer, um, the, the BYM program. Mm. Uh, it's not there anymore, but um, like through all those experiences, I've realized, like I've learned so much, especially the past two, three years, of what like at the age of 10 is important to a kid. Nowadays. Yeah. And then what like at the age of 13 and then at the age of 16 and it's completely different. It's a whole world of difference. Compared to your days? No, no, I'm saying, I'm saying no, just between those uh, those ages. Oh. Right now, if you meet a kid that's 10 and you meet another kid that's 12 and another kid that's 40 and another kid that's 16, mm. all of them are on completely different mental mm. sort of yeah. levels or what what they um, what they crave in, in a sense. Yeah. Because you know? one could just be like, okay, he literally like a 10 to 12 year old just wants your attention. Yeah. You know, just, you know, to either kick a ball with them or just to listen to them or, you know, they come with all the wildest stories and random stuff and they just want someone, they just want someone to listen. Someone to, you know, just, just to be there for them, right? Yeah. And they don't care. Like, you, don't have to, you don't have to say a single word. Just to be there, smile, nod your head. That's <laughs> it. That's, that, that will change the whole world for someone how at far that age. Can go. You know, mm-hmm. and then when you get to like 13, 14, then it's really about kind of affirmation. Like, like, like for them, that's when they're trying to figure out, they're trying to become popular with their friends. Like friends becomes the whole world to them. Yeah. Right? That's where to them you kind of be like, oh no, this, that's good. This is not good. That's because these, these kids will do anything to get that sort of approval from people around them. Because so yeah. at the age of like 10, 11, it's about it's just about them. That actually makes sense. Yeah, yeah at the age of 13, 14, it's about literally everyone around them. Mm. And at the age of 16 and stuff, that's literally it's identity. Mm. You know? So it's, uh, it's very different. Like obviously, every kid's different individual um, circumstance. But in general, that's kind of like the different things. And I, I learned that. You were like trying to deal with someone who's 16, like I do with people at 14, mm. and it just didn't work out. Mm. And I had to really self assess and look back at him, like, okay, so why is it not working out? And um, nah, it's, it's really fascinating, but I love, like, if I didn't do what I was doing now, and I could I could pick what I was studying or not, like back in the days, I, bl- yeah. I love psychology. Studying behavior and, and so how it loves um, those sort of things. I absolutely love it. Yeah, no, yeah. it's crazy. But mm. it's, it's funny because like everyone still has the same. How do I say it? Like the natural disposition to be a certain type of way at a certain age. Mm. Like when you're younger, all you want to do is play. You want entertainment, all that sort of stuff. Yeah, yeah. And then when you get older, things start to change. You know what I mean? You start to say, hang on. You know, I like shoes or I like this. And you start to be like, mm-hmm. how do I fit in with people? Then you get to a stage where you're like, how do I get the opposite gender to look at me? Yeah. And it mm-hmm. starts to become something else where you're like, how do I get prestige, money, power, all this sort of stuff. And then it gets to the point where you're like, I have to feed a family. When do I get married? Yeah. It's like, it's like the stages of life are the same pretty much for everyone. Mm. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. yeah they're but very similar. But like obviously not everyone's black and white in the same way they go about it. But mm. like, like I'll give you another example. Like there's, there's ways, there's, there's things that Allah SWT has created in us. Yeah. And Allah said that you shouldn't be testing these certain things. Like for example, premarital relations, for example. Yeah. Mm. He says, don't try this. When you get married, do that sort of thing. Because you don't know the way you've, the way I've created you, you're not, be, you're not gonna be able to with, withhold your desires, for example, mm. yeah. And we're in our head saying, nah, you know, I can withhold my desires. Yeah, the ego know, comes yeah. out. I know yeah, my yeah. dean, I know yeah. my pressures, I know all this sort of stuff. And then what happens? You end up falling into it. And then you sit there, you're like, oh, Allah was right. 
followers, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Created you that way. Mm-hmm. But like, see, there's this, like our, our, us as humans, we're created a certain type of way. Like we all have a natural predisposition towards certain things. Our nafs. We're always inclined to our nafs. Yeah. Yeah? So whatever it is you believe you've got a control of, if someone's warned you against it, especially if Allah SWT has warned you against it, you've got to be wary of it. You know what I mean? Otherwise, you fall into those traps mm. that you thought you would never would. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, there's always wisdom behind like all like specific nafs that we have to deal with and like stay away from that Allah said. Mm. But then also, obviously, social acceptance comes in, teenage yeah. years yeah. especially. You want to be cool. You want to be part of the like the boys and all that. You want to do everything mm. they do, and just it's very it's very dangerous those teenage years. I want to ask you, bro. You know yeah. the way in London now and 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 in um and in America, I think they've been doing it for a while. Yeah, everyone's all this gang culture and stuff. Yeah, like I know. That. I know it's gone. Is, yeah. is it coming? <laughs> is, 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 uh, 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 is it all rolling down here to Australia now, or uh, are we a bit far off from all that? Um, I just well, I think we're we're deeper in it than we. Than we even okay. think, you know, um, and there's so many stories and so many things that you don't hear, mm. and then when you hear about, you're like, that's not even possible. Like, uh, I wouldn't even imagine that. Um, so yeah, I think it's definitely a thing, but also I, th- I feel like it's there because of what is going on in the youth, in, in in a sense, when it comes to trying to be successful. So if these kids are going to school and they find a school very difficult, and then they're finding all these other pressures. And they see these people on TV that are having the most fun in the, in the whole world, right? And then that's that's obviously they're like, you know what, this is not working out for me. Let me try that. Mm. You know, so there's not enough people that are actually promoting academic success, promoting dean success, promoting those sort of things. So when they see all this other, you know, this, this other culture, and it's like literally, you, you don't have to try. You just put on these clothes, you know, act like this, and they see you're the coolest person in the whole world. Allah. Like why wouldn't they? Fast money, bro. That's yeah. what everyone wants. It's crazy, Allah. Yeah. Now it's the easy way out. There. It's actually the easy way That's out. That's the thing, though, because there's a guy in front of you that you don't like. Let me just bash him. Mm-hmm. Okay. Let me just fight him. Or, you know yeah, what? There's these guys here that look a bit cool. Yeah. What are they doing? Selling drugs? Let me sell drugs. Yeah. I'm um, like, like, it's just like. But I think, I, I think it's deeper than that. Yeah, 100%. It's a lot deeper than that. I think it's way deeper than that. I think it's, yeah. Sorry, Habib. It's okay. You're the guest, man. You got to go. I think it's kind of like you have to look at like, you know, household. You have to look at... um, It's the area as well. um, Yeah, area in a sense. Because, you know, look, for example, like... uh, Don't name areas. I'll stay away from that. But I think it's everywhere now. There's no such thing as In particular areas, it's way more prevalent. Because I think it's about the density. Yeah, of population. I get you, I get you. You got what I'm saying? You can't stay away from it. Yeah. Over, over where you're talking about, yeah. y- you leave the house, it's in front of you. Yeah, 100%. But there also it's kind of like, those sort of areas as well. So yeah, you, have to, you have to look at the educational system yeah. around there, you know? Terrible, um, terrible schools. When you go to the schools, like, you know, young young African uh, African kids or whatever it is, they get stereotypes so quickly. As soon as they walk into the class, mm. yep, this kid's going to go, he's going to sit towards the back of the class, he's going to be a troublemaker. If all the friends talk, I don't care. They're all in trouble. Like even if the guy's not talking, yeah, no, no, yeah, yeah. So it's kind of like they're just. It was like a cult mentality. Yeah, within so within the kids, it's really difficult. No, not within. I'm saying within the teachers, man. No, even within teachers, but but because the kids are suffering as a collective, yeah. Say one or two do the wrong thing, and everyone else is, oh, you know, what, all you guys are, yeah, like this. Mm-hmm. The kids themselves say, you know what, let's yeah, go. Well, huh? F this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Now I remember yeah. like back when I was going to school, there was a, there was, there was a guy. I was like, mashallah, amazing kid. You know, you know, he's captain. This, that, whatnot, but then he's, he was told, Oh, you're too, like, done. Too white. Yeah. Among the boys. Yeah. So yeah. You know, you're a snitch, this, that, whatnot. So they kind of get rejected from the bigger group. Yeah. So it's kind of like, Where do you really go? 
You know, that's that's where it, it's important for like in, in the household yeah. have that sort of that 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 um that reassurance, that support, that reassurance that you know that what you're doing is right and you know, you're on the right path and you know, you're gonna you're gonna be amazing one day. Mm. All that kind of stuff. Because if everyone else, if everyone around mm. you is telling you you're not, mm. you know, where, where are you gonna go? Yeah, well, it's um I think it was there was like this thing where they were talking about how the way um if there's no social acceptance for a kid, especially when he goes home, like he has no safe safe spot or safe zone, like they feel isolated to the yeah. point where they feel like they have to gain their peers' acceptance. So yeah. they kind of push towards all that. So then they end up falling into things like selling drugs and mm. doing bad things like violence or stuff like that. I'll give you an example. Like I know a person who, who used to always fall into like, you know what I mean? Like the whole, I have to be staunch, I have to be alpha male, I have yeah. to be that sort yeah. of guy yeah. in, order to, in order to get respect. And you look at him, you're like, bro, why do you need people's respect? Because you need it. Mm. Yeah, you don't live life without people's mm. respect. Mm-hmm. And he's just always fighting people, punching on. Someone looks at him the wrong way. No one breathes in his direction. He just wants to punch on, mm. like for some reason. Mm. And that, that, that's the thing, though, because they don't have no social acceptance at home. Mm. No one knows that there's always like a deeper rooted thing mm. that's going on in the background. That's why you're saying like parenting is the most important thing. Yeah, and I think that, that speaks to mental health in a sense. Um, and I feel like it's the, that no one talks, you know, no one talks anymore. And, and it talks to who? Talk to someone, anyone, bro. No, as in, like, if, if you're if you're 16 years old and you're struggling at school and you go home and mom and dad just focus on something else and... That's, that's, that's the issue. What I'm saying is that it's not yeah. about the young person not talking or whatnot. It's about the, just an opportunity to talk. Yeah. Or if you feel something, just talk to someone. You know, just oh. create the opportunity. But then it's up to the parents and, you know, the mentors, the uncles, the aunties, mm. you know, the older siblings, all that, to create opportunity for someone to talk. Mm. Right? Mm. Yeah. Continue? Yeah, what I'm saying in terms of, like, for example, young persons, you know, being told one thing about uh, school... You told one, th- one thing, uh, you know, from a parent. Mm. All these things are like all these processes are going into their mind, mm. right? And, they c- and their mind is ticking, 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 ticking. But they have nowhere to like release that. Yeah, yeah, they can get you overwhelmed. It's all input, yeah. input, input. Yeah, yeah. So it just keeps going and keeps going. Every mm. single day, you're hearing the same thing. Eventually, you're gonna give up. Yeah, you know, that's it. too much mental stress because you're already stressing about yeah. you know, yeah, what you're gonna wear. <laughs> all that. Yeah. That's why they have to create more of those opportunities because, like, I feel like, especially with the males as well, it seems like a soft thing to do, especially yeah. for teenagers, man. Imagine. One kid in the class, they find that one of the guys is gonna like speak to someone, a psychologist yeah. at the school. Yeah, yeah. It's to be embarrassing, man. Yeah. To be honest, yeah. I would, I wouldn't want to do that if I was in school. Yeah. So yeah. they need to make ways where it's like normal, but like yeah. not as weird. Yeah, hundred percent. I reckon it's more like the area, obviously, like the, the area you live in, predominantly through those those crucial years, sort of forms who you are. So you say you live in an area with a more of a diverse, like. Uh, community, mm. say the areas we were talking about indirectly. I yeah, don't, I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah, <laughs> okay, yeah. Name names. Uh, uh, I'll plead the fifth. <laughs> <laughs> um, there's only one way. Yeah. Of doing things. Yeah. A guy like when we think of those areas, we think of one particular outcome. Can yeah. I can, yeah. I, can yeah. I check on a quick disclaimer? What? All right. This is and this is honest. Like I'm not I'm not making yeah. this up just to. And then my, I realize, mashallah, some of the most amazing people come from those yes. areas because they sort of withstand yep. such adversity mm. that by the time they come out of it they're the most strongest most resistant mm-hmm. people yeah. resilient people well the other areas that don't have the same kind of issues yeah. everyone's kind of laid back it's mm. kind of like yeah we're not, we're not, we're not that bad yeah. and they end up just like going into that mentality One into their mid and late 20s and whatnot and mm. you know so you know, even though that there's like some, some areas have some have some challenges mm. like the, the, the um, pressure pressure creates diamonds yeah, yeah I was gonna yeah. say that like you said before 
the kid in the class <laughs> that was the, the smart kid, the martial arts kid, yeah. people called Badan. But if there's another three guys like him in the yeah, classroom, the issue, he right? wouldn't feel yeah. that type of way. Yeah, he wouldn't feel yeah. pressure. Yeah. You get me? But because there's no diversity, not though, but yeah. there is very little diversity in the way most of them go, I don't want to bash anybody. Yeah, or bash people or yeah, certain yeah, areas. Yeah. Like, because th- there's no diversity, th- there's no the sports group, there's no the, the, the group that does the stupid things, and there's yeah. no group, the smart group, and there's just one group. The better one. Yeah. I feel like there are those groups, yeah, but, but, it's very but those small. groups are not culturally targeted. Right? So when you come to a school and you're like a Lebanese kid, and all the Lebanese kids are all, you know, want to fight people and stuff. Yeah. And then you come to that class and you're not really a fighter. You're gonna you're gonna eventually fight people. Yeah. Right. But what you're saying in terms of like there's so much diversity within the room yeah. that when you come in as a Lebanese kid, you're just, you pick. You're, just you're just a student. Yeah. Right. And then, and then if your behavior is certain way, you can react that certain, that certain yeah. way. Um, but then yeah, th- when there's a schools where there's a lack of diversity, mm. you kind of just fit into the category of wherever. Yeah. You, you eventually fall into that. This dominant culture. Yeah. 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 And, and and that's the situation for a lot of for a lot of 15, 16 year olds, mm-hmm. depending on what school they go to. That's why at that age, a lot of parents think about changing the kids' school. Yeah, and yeah. Should we go to this school? This school? Obviously, the last three, four years of, the last two, three years of school are yeah. possibly the most important. Yeah. They're like, well, we want our kids to have a good future. Yeah. Where should we take him? Yeah. And depending on where he stays, obviously, the parents might not be thinking about the kids, uh, how do I say to you, kids' friends and that. They might be thinking about, okay, where can this kid get the best ATAR? Yeah. Or best VCE education. Yeah. You get me? But indirectly, they might also be sort of forcing him into into uh, into a community that that there's not a lot of diversity. Yeah. You get me? I feel like sometimes, like, there's so many different ver- variables. Like, sometimes parents look at, all right, I've got six kids. Yeah. You know, <laughs> I want to take them to this school. This is really great. Mm. But can I afford it? Yeah. So, so then there's different areas. Or can I, can I transport this kid to... A primary school, which is really good, and his siblings in high school, so now it's two different travels. Yeah, um, there's so many different different things that are involved in it um, that makes it harder. But to speak on this, I think this is more so towards um, like the Somali community. Something mm. that I learned recently. Do you know the difference between a refugee and a migrant? A, a refugee is a person that seeks refuge. A migrant is a person that came here voluntarily. Yeah, so I thought too. Like I thought it was this is black and white, and that's it. But um, a refugee is someone that obviously comes to a country. Mm. And has nothing, mm. nothing there besides who they came with, mm. right? And a migrant is someone that comes in, has you know somewhere to stay, has networks already, um, can, can you know get support, financial aid, all that kind of stuff. Even if they don't, they don't, they don't know the language because they've already got someone else who came here. Mm. So in a sense, a refugee always comes before a migrant, mm. right? Yeah. So in a sense, especially in in our community, where whether you're a refugee or you're a migrant. Right, we're still building those networks. We're still like first or second generation. Yeah. Are, are you? F- are we first generation Australian or are our parents first? I'll be first generation. Our parents are. Our parents came here. Okay, well, I wasn't born here, so. Oh yeah, well, uh, my parents came here. So my siblings are all born here, are first generation. Yeah. But I'm not. You're not. Okay, fair enough. But yeah, so, in those senses, like w- even the migrants that come here, and they don't get that credit for the educational background, their work background. It's not recognized by the Australian government. Yeah. In a sense, so. When we're trying to assimilate into into um, the community, we're starting from scratch, mm. right? And that's where a lot of these young people kind of get um, lost in the mix. Is that they've got no role models in a sense. Mm. You know, there's a lot of young people now that are coming through, you know, doctors, you know, engineers, lawyers, all that kind of stuff. Mashallah. Mm-hmm. But the second you know we kind of came and and we were growing up, so we didn't have that to look to look up to. Mm. You know, we probably ha- had you know our parents that 
you know, probably did study or whatnot, but then they're, they're stuck to factory, taxi, or whatnot, because, yeah. you know, they're just, they're just trying to make a living, mm. um, tr- trying to, you know, feed their family and, and stuff, so, mm. so, it's kind of like, you, s- you see all these young people, and also, apparently, the reason why there's a massive gap in um, male role models, especially, uh, is because of that, that anxiety, that mental health, that comes with working so hard in your life, and then all of a sudden, you've got nothing, mm. you know, so imagine you, r- you right now, you're, you know, you're studying, you finish it, you, you know, you're working three, four years, you're getting, you know, unbelievable pay, and out of nowhere, Ooh. none of that matters. Yeah. How are you going to feel about all that effort you put into your life? Oh, you know what I mean? Like, I you're already stressing about one exam, mm. and you have to start your whole life from scratch. In right? In work. Yeah. Yeah, so there's a lot of, sort of, issues that, that, that happened to, to those men, you know, that, that came in, and, and they're, they're just trying to, you know, create their family now. Regardless of everything, they did nothing matters anymore. You know, they're back to square one. And then there's also a lot of people that were lost in war, um, or you know, or a lot of you know, single mothers, all this kind of stuff. So that's why there's a massive gap when it comes to male role models. And mm. I learned that like recently through just working and you know, communicating with more people that c- kind of had that experience and stuff. So because of that, do you reckon the kids that the kids use the guys in school as male role models? Isn't that popular guy in the classroom sort of becomes the guy you look up to instead of? guy in the community which there is no guy if that makes sense yeah 100%. i think it's too a bit of that like you look at okay who's who's you know who's who's killing it who's popular who's having the most fun all that yeah. kind of stuff um but also it's like we don't have that knowledge of what's available for us what we can become so how are you gonna have a dream if you don't if, if the only thing you know is doctor and it's like 13 more years of study after school <laughs> yeah, and you're already yeah, not enjoying yeah. school yeah. like how's that gonna be even an option for you you know yeah um and like even me i'm in a role now Alhamdulillah, absolutely loving it. Like I get to develop programs from scratch on my own, add whatever flavor I want, go out, deliver it, work with young people over a six-month period, watch them grow, watch the, what their achievements, and it's absolutely incredible. But a year and a half ago, I never knew this job ex- existed. Mm. Oh. How could I ever aspire t- for this job? If yeah. I didn't know it was even there. Mm. You know, so that's now it's like all of us are coming through, creating all the opportunities for ourselves, learning more about you know new jobs and whatnot. Mm. It's going to benefit the upcoming ones. Yeah. You know, but not necessarily the ones that are kind of already. That's yeah, yeah. In I, the I mix get that. Now the four or five year olds. Yeah, the little little ones are now going to look at all these guys that are working all the different random jobs, yeah. jobs, and then if they talk to one person, oh, what do you do? Oh, no way! Like I asked, I told my cousin, I work for some Bulldogs. Like you can't play footy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, I'm, I'm like, you're right. <laughs> but then once I explained to him what my job was, I was like, what? You get paid for that? Yeah, they didn't know exist. Yeah. I'm like, yeah. yeah. So you know, so it's about. Inshallah, ten years from now, yeah. you know, hopefully we can have a lot more. And the variety knowledge. is good. Yeah, the variety. The mm-hmm. Our parents would never told us to become a youth development, yeah. whatever. Yeah, you get me. Yeah, like for example, marketing or business or yeah. something like that. But yeah. no, no mm-hmm. one thought teach everyone for teacher, lawyer, doctor, architect, engineer. That's it. That's yeah. Yeah. yeah, you know what I mean. That's that's the thing, man. I think we're evolving as humans in general. Mm-hmm. Do you know yeah. what I mean? Even since. Psychologically as well. Yeah. Back in the day, bro, ask your dad. More information. Okay, I'll, I'll keep going. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so, for example, yeah, back in the day, they tell you wear your badge of honor if you're working 16 hour days. Do you what? know what I mean? Wear that as a badge of honor. 16 oh, hour yeah, days. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You don't know it's deteriorating your insides. And you see the older generation now all have Alzheimer's. They all died early. They all have f- physical problems, health problems. Yeah. They're all very angry, grumpy, okay. man. You know what I mean? Yeah. I don't know, some, some of them do smoke yeah. or pot or smoke or alcohol, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I could keep going, bro. We've got yeah. plenty of things. They, they do a lot of things to numb their pain, abuse their wives, 
just abusive Whoa. to their children, <laughs> all this sort of stuff. Yeah, the older generation. Sales <laughs> gone off. No, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's no, true though. Not yeah. naming names. But <laughs> 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 no, just but no, like you see them, and then you, you have to understand, like, bro, us if we don't get eight hours of sleep, how grumpy are we? It's like it's like the worst possible thing that can happen to a person. Imagine them working sixteen hour days in like for example, a, the you know the the abattoirs, the ones where they cut up the yeah yeah, yeah. they cut up like um like the meat and stuff like that. Mm. Can you imagine they're up to they're up to their knees in blood, yeah, mm. and they're cutting up meat and stuff like that, and they're working sixteen hour days. They're broken. They smell like whatever s yeah. word. Yeah. <laughs> Sweat? They were keeping a halal. It's a sweat? Sheesh. Oh, I think it was a sweat, Allah. Shite. Anyway. Okay, yeah. <laughs> Two in a second. Yeah, no. <laughs> so they, they, they smell really bad and they go and they just crash. You know what I mean? They just want to come home, they barely eat, they're malnourished, they have mm-hmm. bad food to eat. Like you can only imagine what, what's happening to them. Yeah. And now they're telling you things like, if you want to become successful, everyone thought it was all hard work. Mm. You know what I mean? And now they're telling you it's your rest, it's your work-life balance, it's your exercise, it's your... Meditation, yeah. it's <laughs> all these sort of things that that actually help you become more successful in life in general as a whole. Yeah, and then like it, it keeps it, it makes you think about things. Cause I'm I'm a type of person that used to think, you know what, work two three jobs, you know, sleep four hours a day. You know, you're, you're getting somewhere. You're getting further yeah. than most other people. You are. feel you like that's the only way for do that though. Three um, jobs? I'm not saying uh, it depends on, what, on, on the <laughs> workload of the three jobs. Okay, but I'm saying you can work two jobs, study. Um, four hours sleeps a bit. Crazy, yeah. But um, yeah, the most productive I've been is when I used to get like six hours sleep, and then just you know just get up, do what I do. Because I used to do um, work work full time, either coaching or you know or, or writing minds or this or that. Mm. Or extra opportunities come up, and, and I always take it and stuff. So like, it just depends on where you're putting the energy. Okay, I'll, I'll yeah. give you an example. Yeah. Um. There's there's people that there's people that think that the more money they earn, the more successful they are. So what they do is they work more jobs, they neglect their physical, their their psychological health yeah. and their spiritual health as 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 a result. But as long as the financial is good, they they they, they think that they're successful. Yeah. But then they don't realize that all the other things, all the other aspects of their life are lacking. Yeah. Spiritually, they're lacking um, psychologically. Like yeah. they don't know why they get angry so much, or they just get angry, yeah. or they don't know why they they they're having all these health issues or. Do you know what I mean? Like that sort of stuff. Like, like I'm saying, like maybe you shouldn't. And sleep as well has a big effect on your mood. Mm-hmm. Has a bigger like oh, I don't know. I've been reading up a lot about like, like the benefits of of a proper night's sleep in comparison to somebody who doesn't have a proper night's sleep. Yeah. Like your your whole cognitive skills in general are wasted. And they yeah. tell you to have maybe a a four hour day that's productive, rather than a twelve hour day that's like you're half zoned out. Yeah, you know what I mean. Half pissed off, mm-hmm. and you're not really getting much mm. memory in, like, cause it ruins your memory. Yeah, health related issues occur. That sort of stuff. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. But um, that that's that's what I'm. I'm I feel like as as a as like a how do I say as a species, mm-hmm. we're starting to. I think it's more knowledge. I think it's more I knowledge. Like, yeah, I feel like it's yeah, yeah. but back in the day, like remember, I don't know, like, like I can't give you a certain example that can tell you like. Like back in the day, they would tell you like, okay, I'll give you one example. AFL, I'll, I'll use that as an example. Mm. Remember, they used to play back in the day. Yeah, no, I, I never watched AFL. What you work for Western Bulldogs? You never watch AFL? No, nah, no, I do. 
He's forced to. He's joking. Go dogs. Doggy. Yeah, okay. So back in the day, they used to always say, go hard at the ball, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. If you have to get in there and under, yeah. put your body on the line. Nowadays, they're telling you, do not put your body on the line. NFL, same thing. Do you know what I mean? Like They, they noticed what the effects of concussions are on a human being. Yeah. And they had that whole, um, what's that movie? Con- you know the concussion movie? The one with Will Smith? Oh, okay. I thought, I thought the documentary that happened. No. <laughs> the one with Will Smith, the one that caused all those people's... Um, uh, brain trauma sure. and that sort of stuff. You didn't watch Have it? you watched the no. Aaron, Aaron, Aaron Hernandez? Yes, yes, another one. Yeah, yeah I watched that. Yeah, yeah. Apparently, yeah, apparently, he was twenty six. His brain was like eighty or something. Twenty three. Yeah. Twenty three when he died. Yeah. Twenty three. Oh. His brain was like eighty or something. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Stupid. I think it was more from like not just the the the, the playing, but also like they used to give him like painkillers before the game, and even if you hurt, they'd like just go. Aaron Hernandez. Yeah, it's a it's NFL crazy. player. He it talks about. Masculine, uh, yeah, and fragile masculinity. And yeah, stuff you have like to also look at it, like his childhood, you yeah. know, the abuse he went through, all that crazy. kind of stuff. Yeah, it was, it was a bit crazy. But let's go back to the topic of like work overworking or working hard. Yeah, yeah. yeah I think in, in a sense, like to kind of rebuttal what you were saying. Um, like I, I agree with a lot of things. I agree that you have to have a balance. You have to look at different things. But also, I feel like some people might take what you're saying and then wrong with it because you know what, what you're talking about in terms of like you still work really hard. Yeah, right. There's people that might say, okay, you know what. Use it, use it as an excuse <laughs> to not work as hard. Yeah. Um, yeah. But I, I think that, you know, when you're younger, is is your opportunity. Mm. You have so much energy. That it's, your, it's a time when you can do a nine to five and then go out and do something else extra on top of it, do extra yeah. curricular activities to advance yourself, you know? Yeah. So I think, yeah, if, if your finances are your biggest motivator, like money comes and goes. You know, like look at the coronavirus situation. Like but people are losing their jobs. How, so like how do you teach kids that, um, like money comes and goes? Because obviously there's, like, th- people can have options with having you know, getting a job yeah. in your tent straight away, any type of job. Let's yeah. just say fast food, just for the sake of the money, to the pay slips. Mm-hmm. Or they can just do an internship at like Melbourne City, yeah. you know, do volunteer work and then eventually get a job. How do you how do you encourage kids to take those opportunities more than just, just for the sake of money? Um, I think it's more so like what, like day to, day to day stuff. Like if they're doing little chores around the house, they, they learn that responsibility of like, okay, I need to do this, I need to yeah. do that. And then I think it's always good to balance paid work and volunteering, because I think the volunteering adds a lot of um, personality towards you in terms of um, you're, not, you're not getting paid. You have to hit a certain standard, um, and that takes motivation. You know, mm-hmm. while if you're getting paid, and let's be honest, a lot of people that do work like fast food restaurants or whatnot, they just they just do it. Like they don't enjoy it. Yeah, just and for the sake yeah, of the Yeah, so it'll feel it'll feel a lot better. You'll be you learn a lot more sort of respect, motivation, all that kind of stuff. And it depends on where you where you volunteer as well. Um, you know, so if you're volunteering somewhere where you want to have a career in, that's going to help you get down the line in getting a job. It's about letting people understand that and telling stories. So I think my story in particular is that my career was literally based on volunteering. Oh like God. I was studying um, pharmaceutical science straight out of uni. Um, didn't enjoy it, dropped out after a few years and, and got into health information management. Um, and now I'm working in sports. So um, definitely my, my, my educational studies didn't really get me into it. But ever since I was young, and, and I think you remember when I was 19, I was coaching um, under 15s. Ashraf. <laughs> yes. yeah, superstar, mashallah. Um, and that was purely because, like, I understood that, I, I never thought that volunteer would take me anywhere, but I just loved sports. Right? I loved soccer, yeah. and I knew that if I'm going to study, all right, I need to just at least have something where I, I just enjoy. So it's more, more recreational. Um, and, and I used to play, then once I got to under 18 level, 
I saw all the coaches in my local club, and I was like, uh, they're not giving the kids best opportunities. They're not sort of you know they have this a lot of favoritism, a lot of little issues. And I was like, you know, let me just go out there and just give you kids an opportunity. Yeah, give you it know? a go yourself. And like uh, even till now, I don't have a coaching certificate. Like I just oh well, no way. Yeah, just watch, watch YouTube. All these years, I thought you had one. Nah, nah, nah. <laughs> like I got a job, I got a job at Victory, and they're like, Coach do, you, do you have a grassroots? I'm like, no. They still like, what? Oh, like, they were surprised. Yeah, they were shocked. They because were shocked. they've seen like where you've been coaching yeah, over yeah, the years. Yeah, yeah, they've seen like the sort of. The, uh, like I developed a whole manual for the club on how they, how every team should train, and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. And then you know, and then that's before I got I got into victory. <laughs> um, and then they were like, they just they just assumed they just assumed that I had some the sort of coaching yeah. you know, s- studies and stuff. So did like I guess the volunteer work got you into your career. Yeah. So yeah. with work working with the youth and that as well because. Yeah. It kind of comes from interest as well that drives you, like love of sports. Sports yeah. is a massive thing for volunteering. Yeah. Other than the sports, it's hard to fi- like for kids to find the interest. Yeah. Like th- there's not as many opportunities. Like maybe now with schools, there's more p- programs like yourself. Yeah. Conducting these programs, but the school I went to, private school, I felt like they didn't give those opportunities as much. Yeah. And it didn't seem as appealing. Yeah. You know, seeing that there's maybe a a casual job on the other side of it of the volunteering, like there's opportunities. Yeah. So like. I feel like they need more of those programs and that. Yeah, so I think net- networking is really important. Yeah. Um, and and just everyone just sharing their experiences, um, just just for the betterment of, of young people, just to know what can lead into stuff. Because I think, like, if if you offered me the jobs that I that I've had, I would have just took it straight away. Um, but I didn't know that I had to work hard without getting paid, and I had no intention of of that. But then, I think that almost in a sense that that that, that helps you. Yeah. Not having that because if you have the intention. And you're volunteering for like a year and no result. Like no one's calling you up for a job and stuff. You might, you might be like, yeah. you might quit because you're literally doing it for that. So I think mm. when you're volunteering, always just volunteer somewhere where y- you kind of care about what they're doing. You kind of invested, um, and then let, let let everything go from there. Let, let everything guide you. And I think also my educational background might seem very irrelevant. Well, pharmaceutical science was irrelevant, <laughs> um, but health information management was a lot on like data management. And then now when I go into a sports industry and I have the ability to deliver a sport. Um, so at, at, at Mount Victory, we're doing like school clinics. You go, you go into schools, you have a kick with the kids, um, you know, basically just give, give, them a f- give them a few scarves and all that. Just make sure they have the best time ever and hopefully they become fans of the club. That's, that's basically what the aim is. Um, but then when I can do that really well and then I go into the office and I'm able to like collect all the information probably, you know, be very efficient with Excel spreadsheets and all that kind of stuff was from studying health information management. Yeah, and that takes, you, that takes you to, to, to a different level. To everyone else, I might have just studied sports. I can do all that stuff that you can do. So that's where volunteering teaches you one skill and then the educational component might teach you something else and then having that working experience might teach you something Because I worked at Nando's as my first ever job. And How old were you then? 17. What did they teach you? That, like, I was, oh, mate, if you're in the back kitchen staff of the Nando's mm-hmm. and it's peak hour, it's ridiculous. You're, you're basically... Uh, putting the chicken on the grill, putting the chips in there. Chips is like a 30-second 30, 30 timer. The chicken, you got to flip it in time. you got to get the, all the basings and every flavors right. And then the dishes are on you. So if, if there's a lot of customers, <laughs> you got to wash the dishes too. And then the chicken at the back's a bit roasted. you got to flatten it out perfectly. Like you're literally in that whole kitchen. It's probably just you, you and one other person. Um, that's it. It's like so precise. Yeah, too. yeah, everything. And if you get it wrong, like well they don't put the order out. You start again. That, p- that order goes to the side. You start that all over again. So then that's going to delay you when more orders are coming in. So you got to really be on on the ball. So that that mm-hmm. teaches you like a lot of like multitasking, um 
انت اخر عندي اخر موتوسك Yeah, so you should have done that, Nando's. Well, you can't. Genuinely, I can't want to ask. You get to make, you get to make your own food on the break, whatever you want. Sorry, bro. You got three more years for your brain to fully develop. <laughs> yeah, that's true. You, you, still, you got time. <laughs> <laughs> but no, so so like you know, work, volunteering, yeah, um, studying. They all teach you very different skills, and if you kind of do a mixture of all of them, it comes together. And at the end of the day, like whatever you become is is um, the will of Allah. You know, so yeah. you just gotta go 100 in everything you do. Mm. Yeah, and try something new. Yeah, always try something new. The kids are just uh, like, yeah. <laughs> 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 I just want to. Yes, Corona. You alright? Hey, relax. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, don't shake. Don't, sh- don't shake his hand. <laughs> the kids and us sort of just with 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 the like the younger generation, yeah. the current now, they're alright. Isn't they they can see above them as engineers as there's. Not yet. Yeah. They're studying people are studying to be engineers and stuff, but optometrists and dentists and doctors and and youth development, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> what was the job called again? Youth development coordinator. Coordinator. It's called youth worker, so or community development or whatever you, whatever you want. Uh, like a variety of things. But when I was younger, yeah. I didn't see that. Mm. Like like you know, like we were just caught up in Handler had a young age I discovered feet and discovered yeah. proprietary. <laughs> 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 When they woke up, looked at the oh, there, um, there. But like, I took that path. Yeah. And and no one really showed me. I didn't see any Somali people there. I yeah. didn't see any any people that I thought, oh yeah, I look up to this guy A B C D. Yeah. Like I just said, you know what? Let me just try this new thing, you know? Because you know, just just tick with my pickle. <laughs> you know, okay. it sounds a bit weird, <laughs> but but I just try something new. Yeah. You know yeah. yeah. And and a lot of young kids, <laughs> a lot of young kids. They don't really want to trust in you. They're like, oh, this person did this, so let me do the same thing he did. Or I think it's it's, just, it's almost a uh, I don't know. I'm not talking about Somali community. Like yeah. it's kind of the community that I know the yeah. best. I think it's kind of like our thing. Yeah, just to g- yeah, think about it. How many like restaurants have you seen? Restaurant. How yeah, many when taxi was big? Everyone was yeah. taxi. Uber became big. Everyone went Uber, and then yeah. family daycare. Everyone family daycare. Yeah, it's just it's, it's just more of like, like, like a copycat thingy. We wait until someone's successful. Someone takes a risk, and then once we fully watch their process, I'm like, okay, this person made it. <laughs> now I'll try. It. <laughs> I'll, I'll tell everyone. So the next big thing is youth work now. I guess so. Yeah, there's actually a lot, a lot of people going into there youth is, work. Yeah, I've so realized that. Mm. Yeah. Creative. Just who start that trend? <laughs> <laughs> uh, not, not me. Slim. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, st- I'm, st- I'm still, I'm still climbing the ladder. Uh, so uh, we heard from a little birdie that you do poetry. Is it true? Who's, who's this bird? He's a big bird, actually. <laughs> 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 let me <laughs> let me play some bars right now. Do it, do it, do it. Legit. Oh. Hey, he actually wrote something, bro. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, me? Yeah. yeah, yeah. What's that? What I write? Can I get the hammer for it? Yeah, get it, get it, get it. Let's go. What did I write? Don't be shy. Are you on my page? Don't be shy. Don't be shy. My very first mission of 2020 is to protect my energy. Things that don't benefit me will live long in memory. Evaluate the value of everything I plan to invest in. You like this? Buzz. It's pretty good. Yeah. I'll give it like a 7 out of 10. <laughs> Stay hydrated. Mind my own business and count my blessings. Because I've seen way too many things that I wasn't expecting. <laughs> For better. Do you not understand this is yours? Yeah, I know, I know. Oh. <laughs> 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 I even asked him, like, are you on my Instagram page? Before you even started reading. He gave me a 7 out of 10. <laughs> yeah, I, know, I did it on purpose. Nah, t- me, honestly, I literally, I, I write basically like maybe overnight. I just post it straight away. I don't really edit too much and stuff, so. 
Quick flex, eh? Yeah, it was too sick a thing. No, but I'm saying like, <laughs> I don't like. I don't find it. That Why poetry? How? When? What? Like how? <laughs> yeah, it's not like, like how did it happen? Like it's a lot, lot, lot of questions. Yeah. Um, I think it was back in high school. I was in it's like yeah. a love letter. No, no, no. To a girl or something. Oh, he he didn't deny it. <laughs> 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 Alright, it was in high school. Um, I was in year twelve, mm. and then we were studying Shakespeare, and you know Shakespeare writes in like old like old English and yeah, um, old and English. rhyme and whatnot. So there's a homework on like you have to create your own pa- passage, oh. um, and I was I was writing it, and then my friend um, didn't want to do it. So like this is the worst ever. So I did his homework too, oh. and then we both got like A pluses. And the teacher's like, uh, he doesn't normally get A plus in English. What's going on? So then, yeah, so then he, kinda, he, he, he came out to me and was like, "What are you doing?" <laughs> and then um, because I I used to love English when I, when I was going to school, and then he's like, "Oh, so did you do his homework for him?" And then me, yeah, I, I was too I was too innocent. I'm like, yeah. Uh, yeah, listen, no, no comment. Um, so yeah, I'm like, yeah, yeah, I did it. And he's like, oh, you know what? You're actually really good. You should like keep keep, keep doing it just for fun. Um, and then back then when I was in year 12, I was school captain. And like before I was very shy. I would just be like an average kid in class. Mm-hmm. Like I wouldn't get like A's, but I wouldn't get like F's. Mm-hmm. I just get like C's and B's and uh, I'd never get in trouble. Mm-hmm. So like, I was just going through the motions in school. Mm-hmm. And then um, the school I was at, the captaincy process was very different. So you don't put your hand up for it. Teachers will nominate who they think has the potential to be captain. Oh, um, and then the students will vote. So teachers and students vote. Yeah, so the teachers will like put like four people up or five people up, oh. and then all the kids will vote. So they, like I got majority of the votes, and I thought it was a prank. I'm like, no, uh, I don't want. I, I, <laughs> no. don't, I, don't, I don't even want to be captain. <laughs> um, but no, yeah, no, I, was, well, I actually, actually did not want to be. Um, and then they're like, no, nah, you have to. And I'm like, all right. And then from that point, I was like, you know, what? I might as well just give it a go. I'm already here. Um, and that's when I started developing like public speaking and all that kind of stuff. I was super shy, while I. Oh. And, and I think if I didn't have that experience, I probably wouldn't even be on this podcast. I wouldn't even want to talk. Oh, that's um, amazing. Something you just got pushed into. Yeah, 100%. Like, and listen to, like, you got to appreciate people that see things in you that you don't even see. Mm. You know, if, if that teacher never said, you know, I see potential in you, you know, you, the, the way you carry yourself, all that kind of stuff, you can, you can be a leader in the school. I would have never really saw myself beyond just, you know, let me just, mm. go, let me just finish school, basically. Mm. Um, and then that year I was kind of like going through like let me just try whatever comes my way and it's just what you're saying just try try something new yeah. and then at that point I started you know started writing and stuff in my own time and then um, there was those Facebook pages back in the days before you used to like little rap battles and stuff yeah. <laughs> and, you know, I used to always jump in and do yeah it super hard dark, dark, <laughs> dark times um, no it wasn't that bad um, super sad <laughs> Uh, but yeah, I used to do that a little bit, and then um, there was a friend of mine that saw like my writings and stuff, and like this little stuff that I, that I used to do, and he's like, "Oh, you know, come perform." And perform. I'm like, I was like, uh, "I'm not sure about that." He's like, "Nah, just do it." So you went to this poetry slams? Yeah, that no, wasn't a slam. What? It was kind of just the event. It's a poetry event. Oh. There was actually international poet there. International today? Have you heard of no? Not today. I think even the day. No, the day that I was performing, my first ever performance. This kid's international poet day. Yeah, no, not poetry. I'm a confused. There was an <laughs> international guest poet. Oh, that came. he just <laughs> okay. okay what Shakespeare huh? came through? No, no, no. Resurrected. Um, <laughs> no, it was Amir Suleiman. I'm not sure if you if you've heard, if you've heard of him. No, no. Yeah, j- check him on YouTube. It's actually, really amazing. Um, but he was there, and then like I went like a whole hour early just to. Rehearsal. I'm like, I've never been in front of a stage. I'm oh, you're nervous. Like, kind of yeah. shy. But did you know who's there? No. If oh. I knew, because I used to watch, I used to watch him on YouTube and stuff. Oh. If I knew he was there, I would have shat my pants. Oh. Uh, like, good thing I didn't know. 
and then I was there for like a whole hour and there was like one person in the crowd that was kind of like helping organize the event. He's just watching me for like an hour and like giving me advice and stuff. And there was little things that I added to my performance just from being there a whole hour early that actually helped me because there was a time when I started. Mm-hmm. Um, but then I did a prop like there was, um, it was about like growing up in like Africa, all that kind of mm-hmm. stuff. And then I'm like, and this point I said, and then I saw change. And then people thought, you know, my life changed. Then I dropped coins. Oh. And the crowd went nuts. But then I actually started at that point. I got stuck. Then luckily, because the crowd was going off for like 30 seconds, I, I, I like, I, re- wait, I wait, wait, my composure. He dropped change on the floor. Was it dropping the change accident or on purpose? No, no, no. That's something that I added to my thing because I was Because it started. No, no, no. no. Oh. I added it earlier. But then oh. thankfully, I did that because at that point, I kind of buckled. Oh. But then the crowd started, started going off. It was a cover up. And it gave me time to like to recover myself. So I got a bit lucky there. Um, but then I... From like from when they went off, did they do this? When they get off yeah, or they, they go crazy? Like, like, ah, nah, it's Africans, bro. It's oh, yeah. Oh, good. But yeah, nah, so after I did like three or four other performances and stuff, but I'm like, nah, it's not for me. So what happened so when you realized like, like, Amir was there? Oh, nah, he came to... I said, oh, this, mashallah, this guy's the most massive human being I'll, I'll, I'll ever meet. Physically massive? Physically. Like, I think America, they're, 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 oh, they're, yeah, they're yeah, built yeah, different yeah. over there. Um, so there's like these stairs that was going up and then someone's like, oh, you know, someone came to me like, oh, amazing, this, that, whatnot. So while I was talking to them, I turned around and this guy's coming down from the stairs. I didn't see him. Was, the place was dark. And this guy always has full black for some reason. Mm. And he put his hand on my shoulder. There's like these massive hands on my shoulder. And I turned around, I looked up and all I see is like, a, this be- he has this beard mm. that just comes down from the bottom. Mm-hmm. So I look up, I just see this beard pointing at me. I'm like, who's this? Um, and this is like, oh, you know, amazing stuff, this, that, whatnot. And it's like, so, no, it's Incredible. Yeah, no, no, I'm not, huh? Did you embrace him? No, nah, no, nah, I just, I was, I was so nervous. I didn't, <laughs> I, I don't think I even moved from the spot for like five minutes. Um, but now, nah, so th- yeah, I did a few more performances and then I realized that performance is not really for me. Oh, so Why? that was your Why? performance? No, nah, I did like three or four after and I was like, nah, it's not really. What is it? Isn't always it? Isn't the fact that they're on stage, is people watching you? Yeah, I think honestly, I, I don't, I don't rehearse. Like, there's a thing that I do when I'm doing programs, I'm doing delivery, I'm doing whatnot, where I kind of like, Golf, adrenaline, and oh. um, kind of freestyle when I'm with people. So like when I when I run programs, like I know what my topic is going into it, and then so I, I kind of gauge the audience. And because if you c- if you come over prepared for like youth programs, yeah. kind of backfire. Like if you're reading off slides and all that kind of stuff, mm-hmm. like you got to really feel the room. And I think I take that into like a lot of things that I do. Yeah. Then I don't rehearse enough for for that, and then I go on stage and I'm like buckle, buckle half time, and, yeah. and I'm like, nah, 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 I'm more of a page poet, not a stage poet. Yeah. Even yeah. Bo- uh, apparently you're gonna, you made a specific poem for Fedinkum, and you're gonna perform it on live on air. <laughs> yeah, yeah, um, twenty twenty five. Stay tuned. It's gonna be a long wait, bro. That's when option drive brain fully develops. No, twenty twenty three. Twenty twenty three. Okay, twenty twenty three. Come on, on average, on average, saying I'm gonna do it on twenty seven. No, on average twenty five. For you, twenty seven. <laughs> I'm joking, I'm joking. Oh Lord! <laughs> <coughs> All right, so we have some questions from the Instagram. We asked, <laughs> so we got a few. Would you like the funny ones or the serious ones first? I, I think mix it up. Do you think we should say all of them? No, don't say don't say all of them. Don't, don't express it. There's only three. Which one? Just say them all at random, bro. Why Very not? quick. Uh, it's not much. I don't. <laughs> if you say all of them, say I say I like, will put like half and just well, do like seventy five percent. It blew up our DMs, cuz. <laughs> oh, I lied. Ask the questions that I asked you. I'll just ask my friend. No worries. So which one am I asking first? Just ask the questions. All right. So 
Are we saying names or why, why are laughing? Say the app. No, no, don't, don't, say, don't, don't say the app. No, no, don't say that. Okay. Because no, no. you, you don't know if they want, if they want you to say that. Oh, okay, it depends what it is, though. You have, to get, you have to get consent. Like, depends. Nah, I don't, I don't, don't say that at all. Don't say that. Don't okay, so that I don't know if I want to know, <laughs> and I don't know if they want that people Tell to know. No, but knowing on the type of question it is, I know that they don't care. Tell him after. This particular person we know. What sort of question it is? You know him as well, so he doesn't care. You can tell what sort of question it is. Like, how serious? How funny? Alright. So, underscore Yusuf41, underscore. Ah, my boy Yusuf. What do you think of courts and the benefits it provides? <laughs> I think courts is um, sensational. It's um, courts. Uh, they play. They yeah. play the hockey court, soccer. Is it once a week? Yeah, every every Saturday prime time. It's good for the youth. Prime yeah. time. We never get invites, but you know. <laughs> April prime time. You have to be a certain standard. <laughs> Five p.m. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So what benefits does it provide? <laughs> I think it, it provides social cohesion, um, opportunity for fitness. There's, there's elite footballers there um, of all different levels. There's Sunday league legends and. Um, you see your MPL <laughs> superstars and everything in between. Bit everyone. Yeah, and a few guys that are not non league as well. They just do their own thing on the oh, back end. Beautiful, I love yeah, it. It's incredible. I'm still waiting for the invite, but yeah. Actually, do you want to go for the second one? Uh, someone I'm not gonna name the app, but mm-hmm. talk about your traumatic experiences with dogs as a kid. <laughs> no, no comment. I know this person <laughs> straight away. <laughs> now yeah. come on, at least tell us a story. No, no, come this, on. this person has been trying. So it's kind of like a dare. They've been trying to get me to tell these stories. Mm-hmm. And this is the opportunity, and I'm not gonna allow them. Okay, no worries. Yeah. Um, <laughs> off camera. Oh, last one. Yeah, off camera, we'll talk. Which one? Okay, should I say the app or no? Say the app. Okay. Is, this, is, this, is this a setup? No, it's no, not. This not. Is <laughs> Our first question Mohsen underscore A. Oh, Mohsen. When did you decide that you would share your passion of poetry with the people? Um, honestly, I think maybe for like two years I was writing without like telling anyone. Um, and then... Like, no one, no one. No one, I just used to write for myself. Like, it's a good, it's a self-expression. No, 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 I understand so that, yeah, but like... You get, you get things, you get things off your chest, you, it's like, if you don't have that, like, you know, you're not, you're not just open up to everyone. So it's, it's a way just to open up on, mm. like, a piece of paper or on, like, on your notes or whatnot, mm. like, when your mind's full, and then you just move on from it, mm. you know? So, so it's, yeah. It's kind of like journaling. Yeah. I still can't, there's a lot of pieces that, I, that I've written that I've never, never shared. So it's more of a personal thing. It's, it's half an hour. Yeah, it started off personal. Mm. And then after, I think there was a point in time when I started sharing one or two. And then I, I liked the sort of the attention I was getting. Yeah, it's um, beautiful. And then, yeah, I'm like, oh, let me just do it for fun. And then I think at that point, when I, when I started sharing it, I started writing for people. Like, like for, oh, okay. for their reactions. Someone told me, oh, write about this and whatnot. And then I started forcing it in a sense. And, you and then yeah. I lost my passion. Yeah, you realized the intentions were changing a bit. Yeah, slightly. yeah. And I think for like maybe two years, I, I didn't write whatsoever. And, and then, then I started know. writing for myself again. And then I started sharing it. Based on what I want to write, I just write things. I just share it now. Yeah. So I'm saying, like, I just write overnight, or you know, I might, I might just think of one line while I'm driving, like randomly, and I then like two weeks later, I look back at that line and I just elaborate from there. Mm. And as soon as I finish something, I just I just put it up. Like I don't even like I do spell check, obviously, and that's it. You don't dwell on it, huh? You don't dwell on it. Think yeah, yeah, I don't, yeah, I don't. Know. Know, yeah, because that's good. Why not? Yeah. Uh, one was, uh. How do you, oh, this is a really deep one. How do you see the youth in 10 years' time? Muslim youth. So, the, the youth you work with, how's that? Like, my work, or the the one you're more comfortable with, this one? Uh, Somali one. I think at the moment, I'm, I don't really work with them as much as I used to in terms of like programming and all that kind of stuff. And that yeah. because of obviously coronavirus. Um, <laughs> I think low lo- community football is going to get closed down for a bit. The season might not even be on. Mm. Um, but in terms of so the question can be multi uh, I, 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 I literally say the question Muslim youth. Yeah, no, but I don't know. I want to ask yeah. you a question to 
but obviously the person, I can't ask the person. The yeah. <laughs> but it's like, is it the youth now in 10 years? Yeah. Or is it the youth 10 years from now? How about you answer both? Um, the youth now in 10 years? What do you think? Um, It's crazy because I think it's pretty, it's pretty tough situation at the moment. Mm. Um, there's a lot going on. There's a lot of things that are being exposed um, to the community that I'm in. That's that's kind of like probably gonna get worse before it gets better. Mm. Um, and I wish I, I, I that wasn't true, and I still hope it's wrong. Mm. Um, but just just my honest opinion that there will be kids that will fall through the cracks. There will be kids that will find their feet um, and and live absolutely amazing lives. But at the end of the day, I think ten years from now, there's a lot of them that are closing doors for themselves that they shouldn't you know, like educational doors employment doors mm. all that kind of stuff that that you know because when you're young when you're you know when you the moment you're born you you've got unlimited potential in a sense right and then it's obviously whatever Allah's written for you and then there's some choices that, that you can make along the way um but i think there's a lot of wrong choices being made mm. so yeah i, I think it's not, it's not looking it's not looking great but there's always good and there's always bad yeah. um but then i think the youth the youth of 10 years from now um, like the ones 10 years from now that are going to be 13, 14, whatnot, mm-hmm. I think I'm going to be in a much better place than what we were growing up and what the ones that are growing, growing up now mm-hmm. are because, as like I said, people like yourself and, and everyone else and people that are even older than us that are getting into these fields and working all these you know, jobs and got all this experience and stuff will become those options, career pathway options mm-hmm. and you know all this kind of stuff. Like No one can tell you you can't be it because you're seeing someone that is it. Um, so I think that, that they'll be in a much better position. Do you feel like not being pessimistic or anything, but then that's also the truth and vice versa? In a sense? Or what do you mean? Like, like I mean, like, for example, because you know the way we're saying that there's a lot of opportunities that are opening up. Yeah. The kids are starting to see a lot more potential and everything else. Yeah. But then they're also exposed to the other life. They're also exposed to the easy money. Mm. They're exposed mm. to the people who are up there. They don't see the whole hard work behind all the process and they expect things to come quick. Like, for example, if someone wants to be a chef, Mm-hmm. Yeah, they just say Gordon Ramsay. Yeah, guys, guys, guys yeah. been working what thirty years in the industry. Yeah, and they only see the the plate that he puts out, and they're thinking, oh, I'll try it for a year or so, or whatever. But I can't get to that standard. But they don't realize that that's thirty years of stand, yeah. like thirty years of hard yeah. work to get to that. The problem is, like, I feel like the kids want the easier way out nowadays. You know what I mean? Like, not all of them, but that's the f- that's the thing. I feel like it's like it's true that either end of the spectrum can occur, mm-hmm. and it's like prevalent in like, for example. The youth in Yonder, in 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 UK, for example, yeah, like they, you have kids who are absolutely phenomenal, who are who are finding the the the, the pressure, and and they're using it for their own benefit. And then there's the ones that are succumbing to the pressure, and causing them s- their own demise. Do you get where I'm coming from? Yeah, so yeah. I think it, I think I think like it could be true both ways. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, but I think one thing that's definitely going to be a, a massive positive is that, like for me. And and where I got to, I didn't just get there myself. Like I had mentors, mm. I had people that kind of like saw where I was, saw something in me, and then pulled me up in a sense. Yeah. So I think there'll be more people that can pull the young people up in a sense once, once they hit the age of 18, 19, 20. And especially like like right now at the age of, I'm I'm twenty seven. There's so many opportunities that come past me that I see. Like I I might share a job on um on my Instagram story or one or this and that. Or there might be someone might come out and say, hey, you know, I'm looking for a young person that can do a casual job in this role or whatnot. But unfortunately, there's not enough people that I can be like, oh, you know what, that person's perfect for it. Yeah. Then they, when you recommend someone, your reputation is also on the line, right? But I think 10 years from now, there'll be so many of us that can pull 
the young people up if they're just acting right in a sense. Yeah. Um, that it'll create more positive outcomes. Yeah. Oh, for sure. For sure. But yeah, it's it's exactly like the thing we said before. It's like I think a lot a lot more things are gonna go wrong first, then right. Because because that I reckon it's gonna reach a stage where there's there's those people that get the easy money and people know them in the community. Right now, there's not many people in the community that like in our community mm-hmm. that that are prominent in the easy money or that life. Yeah. And there's not many in the other life where the doctors and engineers. So right now, the next generation, that's the 60-year-olds or even even us. Yeah. It literally, there's people our age that have fallen off the, w- the rails, are into that life already. Yeah. So for the next generation, the ones that are coming in 13, 14-year-olds in, in 10 years' time, yeah. they get to see both sides. Mm. They get to see both sides. And that's when they make it intrinsic decision. Because right now, all, all the kids, what they see is just what they see. It's like it's, 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 there's nothing above them. Yeah. There's no, there's no, th- all they see is the dad working taxi and the uncles mm. working taxi and the, their brother's still studying and mm. they don't see any, any developments. Yeah. But the ones that are f- six, seven years old or five, six, seven, that age, yeah. when, inshallah, when we make something out of ourselves, they, they can see both sides. Mm-hmm. That's when, that's when, obviously, like right now, obviously, I can work hard for myself, but I've got to have some sort of, like, uh, inkling, like, or something in my head telling me, okay, Abshir, yes, do A, B, C, D for yourself, but don't forget that there's your younger niece or nephew or this little kid there that mm-hmm. knows of you or yeah. that is looking up to you. And I think, yeah. Sorry, how did you go? Yeah, one thing I want to say as well is that I think one thing that's an issue is that there's not enough people that are trying to live a positive life mm. that are out there for kids to actually access mm. in terms of communication, in terms of asking questions and whatnot. Mm. And the people that are out there just, you know, wilding out, like, they're so easy to see. Like, you just follow their, their Instagram, you'll see yeah. everything they're up to, you know, you know they, they look so cool and they're so easy, they're so accessible. And the people that are doing good kind of hide away from the, the scene because mm. the evil eye and whatnot. So you gotta somehow, you got to believe that, the, you know, that the power of Allah is more powerful than than. than evil eye yeah like you got to go back into your community and, and strengthen it in a sense and i think that's where one where the biggest issue because there might be 50 percent that are doing great 50 percent that, that are not mm. you know on on the right sort of um on the right path on the right tracks or whatnot mm. but then like, like they're, they're so more visible you know they're so much louder in a sense um than all the people that are not yeah. that, that, that are doing all, all the right things or trying to or you know people might kids might look at them and look see them stressing about studying stressing about work yeah, they don't even see you at all whatsoever and, and they see someone else just having absolute fun. Twenty four seven. You know? And the news closed and Yeah, so so always out and about. That, that's gonna shape obviously what the kid sees as success. Mm. You know? So I think there needs to be more people that be just, being that just more out there involved in the community. Yeah? Outwardly showing what they're doing. 100%. Yeah. I think you're you are a great role model. You need to be out there more. <laughs> I don't know if he's being serious or not, but why not? <laughs> Thank I you for that, Rola. Alright, got you bro. When's the yeah. next Ramadan? Lie and get away with it, but it's <laughs> <laughs> bastard. <laughs> yeah, no, well, there's a lot out there. There's a lot of people that. Yeah, I think I think it's. They're doing very well. That we know, that we both know that. Mm-hmm. That 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 aren't, aren't even on social media. Yeah. Let alone. Let alone. Yeah. I you think it's people's. Like I feel like it's it's our lack Duty. of exposure to the natural process of growth. Does that make sense? So the process of growth is to fail and to stuff up a million times, mm. but then you get better every time you fail. Every yeah, time you everyone wants from here. Today. Yeah, exactly. Jump. Everyone everyone mm. just wants to go to the end yeah. end the end result. That's yeah. the problem. I feel like mm. and then it's very demoralizing not to get to there straight away. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. 
like that's that's I feel like that's the problem of social media. No yeah. one sees the highlight reel. No one actually sees the the whole background mm. of what's going on. I feel like that that's demoralizing as a like as a kid who grew up in that same generation. Yeah. Like me seeing, I don't know, Dustin Martin playing AFL. I never knew what he did back in the day. I thought he was just basically oh, because he's Aussie, yeah, and he's white guy. Made it. He had decent some athletic ability. Can run yeah. about four kilometers yeah. an hour, or whatever it is. Sorry, four kilometers. Yeah, whatever it is. Like I'm interested in his. his <laughs> he's got there. I like they had a welly moment. <laughs> come, 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 courts. You'll see a lot of that. Yeah, of course. Yeah, basically, yeah. That, that's it. That's the thing. Like you feel like okay, yeah. Now it's it's just predisposition for certain people to have woken up and just gotten whatever they got. No one ever sees like the hard work in the background. Yeah. And I think uh, another issue with that as well is that people share their successes. Obviously, like no one should like share failures just like that. But then when you're having that conversation with a young person, you need to be honest, be open, and, and open up and show that vulnerability that, okay, you know what? I was going this way and this happened and then I was studying and then I, f- you know, I dropped out of it. Like Kids will look at me and think you know, that I've, that I've finished, finished school, finished uni straight away, got a job. And just kept, kept 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 elevating, yeah. but then there were times when you know things didn't work out, where you know I I, I didn't get a new contract and a job, or you know I was studying for two years and I, I didn't I, I didn't like it, I left it. Yeah. So I think it's it's good for kids to know that it's not always going to be success every single step of the way. Um, that's where that that negative experience absolutely deteriorates their their, their ambitions because they don't see anyone else. They think everyone else is just easy yeah. success, yeah. you know, whether it's good or negative. Yeah. Mm. I think we're coming to an end. Um, how about some final, since you're a poet, how about some final piece? Not not a bar or anything, just some some advice since you're a youth worker, da, 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 just something just to you know, seal the whole episode right now. Can I ask? Can I ask? Yeah, I, I'll, I'll ask the question. Mm. I want to get each of your opinions on it. Okay. Um, South from the right. Wrap it up on that. South from the right. Uh, yeah. Table <laughs> turner. All right. And this is something I was thinking about and. and I just want to know what other people think about it as well. Do you agree that people that think the world can't be changed are people that are incapable of changing themselves? Yes. Uh, so aren't capable of changing themselves? Yeah. I believe that's the truth. Yes. Do you, you, you believe that you, you can change the world or the world can change? No. I feel like you change yourself. And then your actual world changes. Okay, but what, what I'm saying is do you believe that the world can change? Yes or no? Okay, that's good. Next, yeah, Oli. Do either of you think that that, that, you, that you you can change the world or the world can change? Hundred percent. I think you can change the world. Comes comes down to your solely your efforts and what you think of yourself as well, how you portray yourself, because you can think of outer sources like from other people, your families and friends, to tell you what type of person you are, introvert, extrovert, whatever it is. You know, good communication, bad communication. Extrovert, <laughs> I love it. What? He's dying. <laughs> Did I say ultraman? Yeah. <laughs> no way. I'm too into it. Like, oh. Well, I ruined him, bro. Yeah, so I think it just comes down to your perspective and like how you look at yourself and what you think you can accomplish. Like you, you can easily limit yourself as well, having the from the inner thoughts and and that can like really just change on what you think and what you can do in your future. Mm. Can actually change the world. Definitely. We just, like you said before, we just need to be, we just need to be a bit more outwardly with your. People need to show good more often than bad. Mm. To the to the to the youth. What does that do, bro? 
they see they get to see both sides. I, like I can I can sit here and say all the guys that get the easy money and are out and about and live the bad lifestyles. Like I can say, guys, stop, but they're not gonna stop. You get me? They're doing them. Mm. But to counteract that, I reckon guys that are teaching the Quran and uh, and studying full time and working full time and grinding their socks and doing the boring stuff, yeah, that that has longevity and has has barakah in it, mm-hmm. should start. Peace be Allah. Start showing it off. Is it not showing it off? Start showing it. And displaying it to the kids. That's showing themselves. Yeah. Like being proud yeah. of them. Yeah. I, I, I know probably 20 guys that are very mashallah, but don't show mm-hmm. what they're doing. Don't don't know. This, pers- this person here finished a mechanical engineering degree, has 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 a company where yeah. he teaches this particular thing and he's trying to open a new company right now. He's yeah. But he's not more out, like he's not out there. Mm-hmm. And where, where this, this bloke here... Um, rents a car for a grand a week or something and shows it off on his Instagram story. You get me? And, so the, uh, and the grand he's making is not from halal means. You get what I'm talking about? There's lines of blood, but huh? it's all about your intention. That's what I'm talking about. That's the one I feel to be If it's for the sake of Allah, just yeah. do it. Like I said before, they say the, the power of Allah is more it's powerful more than the evil eye. Yeah. So literally, just those who are doing good, be more out there, be more, you know. I reckon that's a solution for, for the f- for the youth. Because right now the th- the thirteen year olds, if you st- if you ask them what do you see out there, mm. all they see is is is, uh, is negative. Mm. Like I said before, like to prevent. No, like I said before, you said there'll be more, there'll be bad before there is good. Mm-hmm. But, but to prevent that little downfall, yeah. If if the kids are more exposed to yeah. more good right now at that yeah. at that crucial age. I think I'll, I'll there's there's a yeah. there's a chance. I want I want to pick up on one thing that you said. I think you said negative, mm. right? But I think that word is based on perspective, right? So for us, it's negative because mm. we kind of know what's wrong, what's right? Yeah, what's wrong, what's right in a sense maybe. But then for the young people, like let's say you're you're thirteen, fourteen, mm. right? You put up a photo of you in a chemise or in a suit, mm. and you got like 23, 40, you know, maybe up to forty likes. Mm. No one's sharing on their stories. And then you put up a photo of, of you in a full tracksuit and the hand signs. You know, you're doing all you're doing <laughs> all this and that. Yeah. And then you get a hundred likes. You know, everyone's commenting on your thing. Ten people are sharing it. Mm. Is that not positive? That's positive in their eyes. Exactly. Today. That's what yeah. I'm saying. So, I think it's about change the mindset. Yeah, changing, changing what's positive, what's negative. And then also, I think there's, there's and this is um, similar to the whole your brain doesn't fully develop until you're on average 25 for a male. Mm. It's also a part of the brain that that thinks about like long term consequences mm-hmm. and that doesn't develop in you until you're in your mid-twenties as well so what these kids kind of living uh is impulse now now moment. now now i put this photo up now what's going to happen i'm going to get 100 likes now i'm going to get this many shares now you know so it's not like okay if i do this five years from now you know my reputation is going to be this yeah, they don't think of that, yeah. you know so that's not developed in the young person so i think it's up to the ones that are mature to to step in get involved mm-hmm. um and, and, and help them out with that Mm. It comes to do with consciousness, man. Yeah. Like just being conscious or aware. Mm. I think you know, you're like you said, it takes a bit of time to gain that. Mm. Let's let them like, 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 let like them exactly. Yeah. But 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 what they're seeing is not everything. If that makes sense. If you expose them to everything, and I think yeah, I, I don't agree with the let them go through it thing. I d- this is the thing. You can advise anyone you want, yeah. But I feel like change comes intrinsically. But it depends. The world who around you changes based mm. off your own. 
your own willingness to change. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Yep. So if you're a person who's open towards different perspectives and you're open to being incorrect or wrong or moving a certain type of way, like you can't give anybody a black and white view of the world. Does that make sense? You can't. As soon as you give someone a black and white view of the world, they start to feel very boxed in. Yeah. And then when they feel boxed in, they feel like they either either like it's 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 all like this this you know like being on either end of the spectrum. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like being a liberal or a, like a, or a Republican or you know what I mean? Or like you know the people that are like right wing and then yeah. left wing. You either one of us or the other. Like it's it's very polarizing. Mm-hmm. So it's either you're a good person. Yeah. Or you're one of those bad kids. Like yeah. they never tell you you can come out of that, or what you're doing is incorrect. But hey, next time you think about it properly, you you, you won't do that same thing again. You always tell people, nah, as soon as you fall into that, you're gone. Yeah. No, I definitely agree with that. I think it's also based on your relationship with the young person. So I think it's up to people like us to look at the young people that we have that relationship with that we can advise. Mm. Right? Because all of us, one way or another, had someone in our life that when we went a certain way, said, ah, come back this way. Right? We all had that. So for us not to be there for someone else, be like, okay, let that kid make a mistake is, is completely wrong. Mm. You know? And that's, that's, where I've, that's where I always try to do as much as I can for my community. It doesn't always work out. And it's, it depends on the relationship that I have with the young person or their family or maybe I have a great relationship with him but he has a very different relationship with everyone else and I only see him two hours a week and I can't make that difference in, the, in their lives but it's about everyone just making a difference wherever they can and it's called the near edge theory. So instead of trying to do 100% of the work, if everyone does 1%, you get 100 people, Yeah, you, you reach that 100%. Mm. Right, but then to say a young person, you know, all right, Make that mistake, you can change this, that, whatnot. You never, you don't know how long they'll go on for, or how deep they'll get into that. I yeah. think everyone needs to actually, s- you know, get involved in, in, in one way or another. Find out who you're closest to, and make that advice. Mm. I reckon we're ending that. Yeah. yeah. Thanks for joining us. Yeah. Anytime. I'm gonna say Celia. Just, just to <laughs> sign it off. Mish, mish. <laughs> yeah. You're amazing. Anytime. Done. Yeah. <laughs> Cut it out. Hey, that was. <laughs>